Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm here with Johnny Marine. How are you doing, Johnny? Doing great, Jeffrey. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on today. So before the call, you were mentioning that when you introduce yourself, how do you introduce yourself? I'm Johnny Marine. And I always say the entire name. I'm Johnny Marine. Everyone else is just saying, John, you know, whatever, you know. Hi, I'm say, John. I'm Johnny. I'm Johnny right. Marine. <laughs> so people get a kick out of it and we get a conversation going on. That's a lot of times. And, and in real estate, that's what we need. We need conversation. No, that's so, so important. So one of my top clients, 26-year broker, does, you know, $100 million a year, very successful guy. He was doing a training about personal branding and just overall mindset and energy. And I happened to be there that week, just kind of visiting his, his market and we went golfing and then I hung out for his team meeting and he talked about the handshake, like the handshake of a realtor, like how you introduce yourself is very important. If you say, hi, I'm Jeff in a response, you'll get, hi, I'm Tammy. Right. But if instead you say, hi, I'm Jeff Broger, right. And you have more energy and a smile and boom, it's a different response that you elicit from the other person. Absolutely. They want to follow you every day after that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so why don't you tell... Well, a lot yeah. of people just say, um, like, um, per se, I'm Tammy. Almost like it's a question, like you're asking that person, who am I? <laughs> so, you know, speak out and be motivated and uh, just show the energy because in real estate, we need the energy. Yeah. And that's, it's infectious. Yeah. So, why don't you tell our listeners, you know, a little bit more about who you are and where you're from? Well, I'm uh, Johnny Marine, like I said, and uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Our brokerage is in um, Arlington, Texas, and uh, we cover Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston, and East Texas. And we're trying to branch out to Austin and San Antonio and some areas like that right now. I have about 60 agents, or 63 or so, 65, and we're still growing. We're about four and a half years into the brokerage part of it. I've been in real estate since, uh, well, eight years now, and... I've always been in business and I consider real estate kind of a, when I started the business, I consider it a consulting business that I'm consulting mm-hmm. other agents. I'm mentoring, not just mentoring and coaching, but consulting them. So I'm like, why don't we all come into the same company then? And that's when I built the uh, business entity. Very interesting. See, so from the beginning, you looked at it as a consulting, pretty much a consulting firm. Yeah, it's a lot easier to, um, to absorb it that way day to day. You know, huh. just, you know, who am I going to speak with today? Who do I need to talk with today? Who needs my help today? Right, and right. They don't have to set an appointment to talk with me. Just ring my phone. And I, I say, uh, if you email me, well, first of all, if you text me, I'll reply back within a few minutes. If you call me, I know you need me right away. If you email me, I know I have a day or two. <laughs> so, so I encourage people, if they really need to talk to me, go ahead and text me or call me. If I can't answer, I'll call right back. Right. No, that's, that's a very important part of relationships as well as letting the other person know how you prefer to communicate, on what channels, and depending upon what urgency they need you. That's a, a really important part of communication, being clear about that. So, you know, I love that focus and that introduction. What got you into the real estate industry? 
I was in a business for uh, for a long time. I was in the technology business for um, probably thirty something years. But um, my youngest son wanted to go to TCU, and uh, this was uh, what eight years ago, nine years ago, and. Um, I'm like, do I go into savings or go back to work? Because we sold our last business. So I'm like, okay, I can't really work. I can't punch a clock. So it's time for real estate. And once I got started, I started thinking, why didn't I do this 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> but anyway, once I got in, it, it just came really easy for me. You know, a lot of agents struggle to get their sellers and their buyers. And um, it just came really easy to me. And, and I took off. It took off right away. And I had agents around the Metroplex contact me, ask me if I would mentor them. And I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were persistent. And uh, I ended up mentoring a, a few agents. And then it was time to build a brokerage. Right. Makes total sense. But he so, wanted to go to TCU, so I knew that was going to be some more money. So, unfortunately, he did get some, um, some scholarships, so that helped out. But it was that catalyst and motivation for you to get back into some form of daily work. And yeah, there's always a why, right? Yeah, there's always a why in, for everyone, for everything we do, whether we're buying or selling or any decision we make, we'd make it on a why. Absolutely. 100%. And I'd love to touch on that that more in just a second here, just so our listeners have some concept of, of where you are currently and where you're growing to. How, what, how many transactions did you, did you do last year? What was your transaction volume? We did 339. Well done. Very good. And you know, what advice would you give to a, a real estate broker, team leader out there who might be hovering around like 150 transactions, 200, and they really want to break through that next barrier. Um, you know, what advice should they ignore? And then what are some some levers that they can pull to get to that next level? Well, it's always a lot of um, dots, you know, but um, I really have to um, speak with them and see what they're doing, what their systems are, because it's all about systems and uh, in assistance. A lot of people do not like to hire an assistant to have them take care of small tasks that they should not be doing. Mm. We don't need to be doing little tasks as, you know, you can pay someone 10, 11, 12 bucks an hour, or even less. So I would cover their systems. Just what are they doing and, and how are they using their agents? And are they using showing agents, selling agents, you know, listing agents? I would just have to look into their systems. And there's a lot of systems, not just one system in business, <laughs> because you've got to approach it like a business. And once you start doing that, you're going to probably, you might lose a few agents, but you're going to pick up some more, some higher quality agents at the same time. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's all about systems and assistance. I, I love that. And you're a coach for realtors, right? You have a coaching course? Yeah, so I'm uh, writing the course right now. I wrote a course for the company internal for, for mentoring agents. And um, I'm writing a course in a generic form right now to provide to all agents all over the country. I'm removing all these, stripping away all of the Marine Group logos and technology pieces and stuff like that. Right. And I'm showing people uh, how to really, the name that, I, that we just came up with uh, just yesterday, I told you the name might be changing, was the behavior of the million dollar realtor. Hmm. The behavior of the million dollar, million dollar realtor. I think it's very important because uh, we have to, you know, you, you'll see the, the, the average agent being the well above average agent. Right. And solving the behavior, the way they carry themselves. Interesting. So what's a new behavior in the last five years that has catapulted your business and your life? Man, that's the question that uh, came to me uh, in the middle of the night a few years ago. And I asked myself, why does selling homes come so easy for me? Mm -hmm. And then how can I help my agents 
become better agents and sell more homes. And I asked, why am I special? And great question. And I was, I was asleep, man. This was a dream, a pure dream. <laughs> Seriously. And I got up and I was like, I'm, I'm like, this cannot be a dream, you know? So I, I started writing it down. It all made sense. You know how you wake up and the dream does not make sense at all. There's no connections. But there was connections all the way through this dream. And I, the, an acronym from, from a special came to me. And I thought it was my self-image. The way I carried myself was one thing that allowed me to meet more people because we have to meet people. And I call it swag or self-image. Swag for a little fun. Nice. And the P is for persona or personality. And so these are the traits. And the E is for excellence. You know, top producers out there, they're going to talk about what they're excellent and not really their experience. Because a lot of people don't have experience. You know, a lot of agents come into business. Well, agents come into business, they don't have experience in real estate, but they have excellence in something. Yes. And convey that to who you're speaking with, and you'll see where, where we go. Then the uh, C is for common goals. You got to have common goals with anyone you're doing business with. Buyer, seller, you know, if a seller want to uh, sell a home for $300,000 and is only comping out at one seventy. dollars it's not going to work. <laughs> you got to get on the same page. You got to have the same common goals for a successful uh, transition. I is for integrity. Speaks for itself. And have three A's. The first A is attitudes. Attitude is a breaking system. It can stop anything. So your attitude has to be correct. Have to be right. And the second A is for alliances. You got to have partners in the business to help you close deals. And the uh, third A is for audacity. You got to have the audacity to lead. If your special is working, you got to have the audacity to go ahead and lead your client. If you let your client lead you, which I'm always telling people is, if you let your client lead you, whether buying or selling, you've lost a client. Mm. And the deal is probably not going to work out the way you'd like for it to work out. Right. You would wish you were on vacation <laughs> instead of closing that deal. So special is a uh, set of traits that I, I work off of. And I talk about it and I teach it. I teach it. I even wrote a book on it. I pinned a book on it uh, a little over a year ago. And it means everything to me. If I go through the special acronym when I'm working with someone or about to work with someone, and if one or two of those letters are not matching up between us, then I know it might not be the deal for me or it might not be mm. the partnership for me. And I tell people to apply this all the time. Apply to anything you've ever failed in and tell me which one of the acronyms didn't go right. And they always come back and tell me something. <laughs> There's always something. And that is real coaching. You know, you're not giving advice. You're providing a proven framework to work within Absolutely. and directing your students back to that when they experience different failures, hurdles, or hardships. That's a, that's a great method. A lot of the coaching that I've done has gone through a similar framework where it's not the special framework, which is proprietary to you, but they gave me, you know, a something to work within. And then when I came back to them and I, I thought I was calling them for advice, they would say, well, what'd you write down when we first started this and we did that workshop? Well, what did you write on paper? And I would go review and it would hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's, that's the power of coaching. And uh, I continue to invest in coaching in myself. So it sounds like a phenomenal program. I, I can't wait for that to be released. And uh, I'm sure a lot of other agents are very excited about it. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's, it's been fun writing it so far. It's been really fun. And, um, you know, I, I might be kind of going sideways a little bit here, but you know, when we get into real, real estate, when an agent gets their license, the first thing they start looking for is um, a buyer. They're looking for buyers. You know, who's looking to buy a home? Who's looking to buy a home? I don't know why that's the case. 
Maybe it's because it's easier to work with buyers. I don't know, because there, there are different behaviors to work with uh, someone who's selling their homes. But um, I'm trying to tell them, start with the listing. Look for people that's looking to sell a property and your career will last a lot longer. Yes. You develop the listing side. Don't worry about the buyers. Because you're looking for buyers, uh, you know, they might want a lease and you don't want to work with a lease. That's not going to make you any money, right? That's right. And, you know, that's the the big concept in Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. You know, shout out to Gary. He's an awesome influencer in this space, even though, you know, I'm an EXP agent um, and, you know, you seem to have your own brokerage. So, you know, it's not like a promo for Keller Williams, but that book, one of the big principles is you need listings. Like if if you're going to be a successful agent, you could be working 25 listings in a month and do it. But at most, you could be working with maybe eight buyers at once yeah. and you'd be slammed seven days a week with that. Buyers so, will worry about, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's great advice, great advice. I'm yeah. curious, you mentioned failure when you were talking about the special acronym and when then some of your, your students or your mentees come to you and you know, you, they have some failure that they're like, oh, you know, this didn't go well. What failure or apparent failure in your life has led you to later success? You know, do you have a, a favorite failure of yours? Oh man, a favorite. I lost fifty thousand once on a deal, but um, but that lesson was really minor to other real failures in in life and business and whatnot. I've had so many failures, and I think if you have not had failures, um, you cannot find success. You know, and even right now, Jeffrey, I don't consider myself um, successful because there's always room to, to learn. So I'm always learning and that's why I write and read and things like that all the time. But um, I don't think there's any one thing other than um, working with people, just working with people. If I fail on something, it means that I, um, I didn't connect with that person well enough. I don't blame the person, the other people or the other situation. I let myself down because I wasn't alert enough. So failures, man, I cannot think of any one single failure I've made so many, <laughs> but I've recovered, I think, you know, I wish I could answer that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, in line with that, I feel like failures in order to pick yourself back up, it always starts with one step in the right direction. And this podcast is really about the action items for success for top real estate professionals. So do you have a single action item that is most important to you and has attributed most to your success? My daily routine is what uh, contributes to my, it's going to make or break my day. And if I get out of that routine, that day could easily be, um, go a different direction. If I look at my phone before I do anything else, I'm starting a problem right there, you know. I really need to get up and get into my routine and a little exercise and meditation. I might watch a movie starting at 6.30 in the morning, something like that, till about 8 o'clock. Just watch a movie first thing in the morning. Normally a a very old movie. I like old movies, period. So that'll take me away from today's world. And that's kind of my meditation uh, period as well. And I also see in those old movies how things connect from then and now. And that's always interesting to me right there. So I want to start out like that and in a relaxed mode so I can handle what's coming on that day. If an agent call with a problem with their client or anything like that, I want to be fresh and ready. So... What makes me uh, really successful or what makes my days go, go well is um, probably just getting myself right first, you know, getting my mind straight and relaxing. When I do finish all those things, and this is kind of funny, but I do this, I, um, I simply say, okay, 
it's showtime. And that's how I started my day. It's showtime. Nice. So you have word that kind of primes you. Tony Robbins talks about priming and tying meanings to specific movements or words. Like my move is like hitting my chest and it, it ties back to so many times in sports when I hit a home run in baseball and everyone's around me and I'm ecstatic, right? Yeah, and so at any moment I can do that and it lights me back up, you know, and I can get ready for a call or I can get ready for a podcast or a meeting or whatever. And so to start your day, you say, it's showtime and you step into that, that version of yourself. That's it. And because I think it, it is time to like get over myself, <laughs> no matter how I feel, <laughs> get over myself and get into what I'm supposed to be doing. Probably. Yeah. Leave that at the door and show up. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, back to your, your business transaction volume, doing 300 transactions is no small feat. So I'm curious, you know, what was your percentage of referral business to new business or like lead generation? Well, the referral business I talked about is really everything for me because I don't do a lot of lead generating anymore. I, I teach and coach agents how to do it. But um, 90, 95% people calling me all over the country and say, hey, Johnny, I have someone, I have a daughter in, in Dallas. I have a friend in, in Dallas and the local, you know, repeat business also. I don't do any lead generating anymore for myself, but I do it for the company and leads come in through our systems. You know, that's, that's part of the systems that I'm talking about, one of those systems. And I'm teaching and training people how to convert online leads. Mm. And it's a certain behavior right there. And, you know, an online lead can easily tell you, um, well, I'm just looking, I'm just browsing. I'm not ready yet. I'll be ready in a year. And a lot of agents will simply say, okay, Simply say, okay. In some sort of fashion, they'll just simply say, okay. And I don't let that go. I'm like, uh, is there anything that's um, stopping you from um, buying a home right now? Uh, do you need down payment assistance? Do you, are you ne- empty nesting yet? Or are you waiting till your daughter or, or your son graduate? I want to know those kind of things. Then I'll know how to help them. I'll know how to help them. But I can't help them if they just say, uh, not yet. I have to ask questions because we're in sales. And that's what salespeople do. They ask questions uh, to the person that's interested or looking, even if you just walk into a store, browsing around, you're looking for something. Can I help you? I like to tell my agents, we're in sales, not sales prevention. <laughs> do not condone their behavior. You know, when the, when the buyers say, I'm not ready yet, don't condone that. Don't think that's the end of it. You know, ask a question. If they don't reply back, it's okay. But if they do reply back, you might have a chance to help somebody within uh, two or three months because this been several times when the online leads have not ready yet and we put them in the house in 35 days. Right. You got to ask the questions. Got to ask the questions. Great point on converting online leads and how different those are from referrals. So I own a real estate marketing agency. We've specialized in automated real estate lead generation and follow-up for four years. And through that process, I understood that a lot of the focus would be the instantaneous response to these online leads and the conversion conversations, as well as the long-term drip campaigns. So we built all that out, but we still really emphasize that our clients either have an internal sales agent within their brokerage that's just instantly calling these leads and texting them, or we can offer that ISA service through a partner of ours because it's so important to get over those where they say, I'm not ready yet. Oh, I'm just browsing. Ah, I'm just looking at houses, right? Because they are at the, at the top of the funnel. They are at the beginning of their journey. They're becoming interested in this. And now you're the first 
agent to talk to them well, that's powerful because 72% of people work with the first agent they talk to. So if you can get them at the top of the funnel, well, now all you have to do is coach them, right? Ask them the right questions, get them over those hurdles of I'm not ready yet for whatever reason they're coming up with in their mind. And now, boom, you might have someone that's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days out. And that is not a bad lead just because they said, I'm not ready. That's a yes. Yeah, <laughs> they they, no they just said yes in 90 days. <laughs> there are no bad leads, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's good to know that, uh, you know, nowadays you've built enough momentum to have a lot mm. of referrals, but uh, you've still taught a lot of conversion tactics for the lead generation systems you do have for your agents. That's great. Yeah. And you're in that business, so you understand that. And, and I think we should talk more as well. Yeah. No, I would love to. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, where do you think the industry is heading? You know, what are your five, 10 year projections, right? Tesla just uh, made another another uh, factory in Brownsville, Texas, or they will pretty soon here. And they've reinvented the car buying experience. Their stock's through the roof, they're blowing up, right? So there's interesting companies out there that are automating massive purchases like cars. And then now there's other companies out there trying to automate the home purchase. And so, you know, what are your five, 10 year projections? I don't think real estate is going to change like that because that, that personal touch and you can automate as many things as you want. And I came from a technology background and, and I believe in automation and technology and systems like that, that uh, you cannot automate negotiations, you know, hmm. you can't do that. You can walk into a car dealership, all right? And, and they can say, hey, it's no hassle, you know, no bargaining, things like that and offer every car, whatever the sticker price is on the car. You can't do that with a house. You can't do that. And this, I don't think real estate would ever get to that point. People are using those kind of online systems to sell their homes, but they're not getting proper representation. Believe me, they're not. And you and I know they're not because I tell some of those homes they have out there listed like that, and I try to tear them apart. <laughs> I'm not going to take advantage of the owner of the house, but I have to take advantage of the opportunity for my fiduciary responsibility to my client. Right. If I can get them less, then we're going to do that. If I can get a home warranty, if I can get other things like that, I'm going to get that for my client. So yeah, those companies that are doing that are trying to do this. One huge company we're talking about here, Zillow, <laughs> probably. Let's introduce the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's go ahead. And um, no, people are still going to need personal the personal touch. I'm working with a seller right now, two sellers right now that open door both, you know, they approach both of those guys for buying the home. And I was like, if they offered you per se, whatever number, then just imagine what the public might offer you. If you can get five, seven, 10, 15,000 more, would that be okay with you? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's give it a try. I said, we can put it on the market just two weeks. If it doesn't work, hey, go sell to open door. Right. Yeah. Great approach. And, you know, any agent out there can use that on their listing appointments. And it's, I think it's common because these big companies like Opendoor and Zillow have such massive marketing budgets that they are getting the sellers early in the journey. They are fishing upstream yeah. and getting them. A lot of times you come up to a listing appointment. Yeah, we've already talked to Opendoor and this and that and one other agent. And now we're talking to you. 
And yeah. so it's a little bit tougher when you're not getting in the door first, right? And that's part of the philosophy of, of my agency is like fishing upstream with the Zillows and all them to to help beat them out at their own game and wow. get in the door first. But yeah, it's, it's interesting when you have to go then field that question from this seller saying, hey, they made this offer. I think it's worth more. I don't know what to do. And they don't really have that representation. They're just trying to make that decision on them on their own. And then now you can come in with the fiduciary responsibility to get them the most money possible and represent them. The thing that you said that I love, which might even be the title of this podcast is you can't automate negotiations, right? <laughs> or was it conversations? It wasn't negotiations? Negotiations, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a great one-liner. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. And and that's been the philosophy of my agency is like, you know, I, I don't want all the systems we build to sell the home for you. That's not the point. The point is to attract buyer sellers at the beginning of their journey, kind of automate some of the minutia and like the the simple stuff to get the conversation to happen. Like the goal is the phone call. Like, let's get you on the phone with them or let's get a listing appointment on the calendar. And so I, I love that. Actually, the goal is really get an appointment. That's it. Yeah. And our mission actually as a company is to reinstate the negotiation between, you know, buyer and seller in a real estate transaction. Because in my opinion, the single company monopoly playing judge, jury, and executioner, writing the contracts, you know, representing the seller, representing the buyer, and providing the financing all in one house. That's the biggest conflict of interest I've ever heard of. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how the uh, the state is, some, the board is letting some of these things happen. I really don't know. Yeah. So my big why with my company is to compete with them on their level, but real estate professionals are essential and I want them to negotiate and compete and represent their buyer and their seller. So I'm totally in alignment with you on that. And I think that's a great projection. I like that. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to write that down myself. <laughs> oh, there you go. You can negotiate. <laughs> yeah. You can't automate negotiations. So, you know, when you're evaluating what to say no to, I'm sure that there are a lot of things that you need to vet of, yes, you know, start, stop, continue, or, you know, it seems like a good opportunity, but no. What's your process for that? What's your process for evaluating what to say no to? Uh, special. There you go. Special. Back to it. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that all the time. And when I do get back to that, when I'm really uh, questioning something or, you know, which direction to go or should I do this, I go back to special. I can't tell you, it's just so easy. Every time I go back to special, I go S-P-E-C-I-A-L. I do. And it's like, okay, now I feel instantly better. And that's how I get to a no. That's my quickest way to get to a no. And that no can be, no, I don't think I'm the right agent for this buyer. Or no, I don't think I'm the right agent for this seller. And outside of real estate as well, that, that helps me get to a no quicker than anything else. Interesting. So you go back to those behaviors and traits, which mm -hmm. you have set forth to be this person. And you ask, is the question something like, is this in alignment? Is this reinforcing? Is this, you know, a display of like, how are you comparing it to special? Well, it depends on the um, situation. Like I just say I have a partner that just approached me and they want to be one of our alliances, one of our preferred partners. And, um, I can go back and, and, you know, I'm going to get some information from them first and we're going to meet and things like that. Or I might already know these people in the industry, but uh, I can go back and look at special and I'm going to say, do I like, you know, his or her self-image? Do I like their swag? 
how do they communicate with people? How have I seen them communicate with people, communicating with people? How did they talk during our conversation? I'll measure it right there. There's with their self, their self images first, their persona, some of the same characteristics in there, but it matters. Their excellence. I mean, they can tell me what they're experiencing. I've been doing this for 25 years and things like that, but I don't care about that. You know, give me something more excellent than that. Tell me more about your company or something like that as well. Uh, and then the come and goes. We all have the same come, come and goes most of the time. And that's a fact. We all need clients. Integrity. Uh, that's when you can really measure from that communication with them, that swag. The, the, the way someone carry themselves, the way they walk and things like that, you can also tag integrity along with that sometimes, you know? It's yep. just a feeling. Then their attitudes, attitudes toward the business, like why do why won't you do business with me? I'm like, hold on. <laughs> then the last is part, and then the audacity, you know. But I go through that and I can typically, I typically know in those few characters right there of where this is gonna go, or should I give them a try? You know, one of the examples I use like this, uh, Jeffrey, is, um, you know, when you're playing golf, you mentioned golf earlier. I like playing golf as well. I played for a long time. But uh, often, and I like to play with strangers most of the time because I, I like meeting people and I play better with strangers than my friends because uh. we don't have much fun, you know? So typically after about the eighth or ninth hole, you figure out whether you're going to make the turn or not, depending on how you're feeling. That's when someone normally asks you, from my experience, so Johnny, what do you do? Then I tell them my excellence. You know, I deliver my little fifteen-second uh, excellence. You know, that I I might say something like, "I have buyers and sellers transition between homes." Then they might say, "Oh, I'm sorry, are you a realtor?" I said, "Yeah," and then we talk on from that point. But people, if I'm out there swinging a the club and I hit a really bad shot and I throw the club in the water in the tree or um, you know scream or something like that, you can kind of tell someone's uh, disposition. Right. Whether you want to know them after you get finished playing golf or not, you know? Right. So that's when special comes in to me also. Very interesting. And I love the the golf analogy. You know, the it's such a challenging, frustrating sport to to go out and do with a group of people, especially if you're then first meeting for the first time, or you highly respect them, or you're at a, you know, celebrity or pro am golf tournament. And it's so frustrating to line up for a shot and a shot, maybe it's your favorite club and you've hit it so many times and stuck the green and you just shank it into the woods out of bounds. <laughs> and th- how you react in that moment, gosh, I've been guilty of it. And I really try to to come across in the best light when those moments happen and be calm. I was actually this last weekend on a, a golf retreat boys trip out to Scottsdale. It was amazing. We were playing incredible courses that you only see on TV. And the golf pro that flew out from LA and went with us and like lined everything up, he, as we were driving to the course, was listening to Zen Golf. Mm-hmm. Zen Golf is a great book. It's a you know audio book. I only listened to a little bit of it, but I'm, I'm going to buy it and start to consume it because it talked all about, you know, the gentlemanly aspect of golf, the honor and the mindset and so many things that go into it, not the swing. You know, it's, it's all yeah. about like being Zen yeah. and being Behavior. centered. Yeah. Exactly. Back to behavior. So, yeah, really important. And as you mentioned, then that comes across in an intangible way, whether somebody then wants to meet you further, do business with you, get your number. And if you're going to golf to network or you're doing anything in life to network, all of those little habits and behaviors are watched and monitored by other people, even if on a subconscious level. Yeah. And special works uh, both ways. And, And I have agents ask me, you know, is it their special or my special? It's who you connect with. If you have the same kind of self-image and swag, then that's, that's the kind of person you know, you're probably going to want to be around, you know? Yep. And the same kind of persona. 
et cetera. If they don't match up, then so if someone did throw the club in the water, but that's the kind of thing I do too. I'm like, hey, we should hang out. <laughs> but if they throw the club in the water and a lot of cursing and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, hey, it's been a great day. <laughs> nice meeting you. Right. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> yeah. Good luck next time. <laughs> that's why I'm in the so, parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I talked about Zen golf and that reminded me of books. Do you have like one to three favorite books from, uh, could be business, could be life, could be mindset, but uh, does anything come to mind? Most of the books that I would read uh, over the past 30 something years were uh, technical kind of books, but my favorite kind of getaway book uh, might be like Dane Kuntz, you know, author. You know. I think an author is probably the best way I, I can describe it right now. Fiction. Uh, that's a way of getting away. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tim Ferriss talks about there's no shame in reading fiction to escape. And yeah. you mentioned waking up and your part of your morning routine is watching a movie. Yeah. That's so interesting. So your philosophy behind that is that you are kind of disconnecting from yourself and, and your attachment to the day. Is that right? Yes. Disconnecting from today's world because most of, the, uh, most of them are black and white movies, really. You know? Right, right. And uh, I even record those to watch them later and stuff like that. And I can watch them over and over again. But that's my disconnect from the world from the world. Interesting. Interesting. And do you believe that that helps you come across with a more calm demeanor when conflicts arise? I guess I'm going to have to believe that <laughs> because it's still in the routine, you know. My routine has changed a lot since I'm not a, I'm still a realtor, but I don't work with as many clients anymore. So the routine has changed and I have to mm -hmm. check and see what's going on with the agents and things like that. But yeah, it's kind of funny you asked that question because I can relate back to scenes in movies a lot of times from a calm perspective. Because, you know, most of the black and white movies were calm, you know. So, yeah, it, it has happened. Yeah, interesting. A lot of the black and white movies, I just watched Casablanca when I was flying to Scottsdale. Yeah. And the script writing is so superior to the movies today that rely so much on graphics and special effects. I mean, there are some gems that arise that are like really well-written, well-scripted mm -hmm. movies today, but they're typically based on books. Yeah. So I agree that like, you know, truly tuning into an amazing black and white movie or one of the classics or something that's just a total storytelling journey, that can be so engaging. I mean, I'm not the person who can fall asleep during a movie. Like if a movie starts and I'm dead tired, I'm going to finish it because I'm, yeah. I'm engaged in the story. And it does kind of remove me from self for that time. So I, I did see uh, Casablanca again within the past month. And every time that ending, that last ending, <laughs> the two guys walking away, it gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're becoming buddies. They're buddies now. They're taking care of each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, just so well-written. Such a great movie for the script, you know? So I love that. And I'm curious, back to kind of real estate and I know you're doing more coaching now and, and you know, your team leader and your day-to-day -day has changed. But even now, when you're getting listings, how are you leveraging digital marketing to help gain exposure to those listings? You know, whether that's for your agents or, or for yourself. I push uh, social media more than anything. Uh, social media is, is everything nowadays. You know, back when I had my, you know, I've had other businesses uh, that I've been involved in. I had one for 14 years and sold in 2005. And I had to use the internet. I was one of the first people to start using the internet back in, uh, I said one of the first people, but, but it's back in 1995 and with a website and stuff like that. But now it's just social media. 
I mean, you got YouTube, but the biggest one out there now is Facebook and it's free. You got to use it. And when an agent come into the company and they only have three, four, five, seven hundred friends on Facebook, I, uh, I asked them, you know, to reconsider this. <laughs> get as many friends as possible. Get to the 5,000 limit. That way, every time you post something, they're going to see what you post. Majority of some of them anyway. Then they're, right. if they click on or, or make a comment, their friends are going to see it. And you need this to happen daily. At least two or three times a week, I say post something in your business page, but also move it over to your personal page at some point during that week right there. So social media, I'm going to post it out there. Uh, besides the MLS, of course, when you get a listing. And these days, that's pretty much do it. That, that pretty much does it. Unless you have a larger listing at uh, 700 or a million, million and a half, two million and up. But you have to use social media as far as digital goes. Now, I'm going to encourage our um, drip campaigns and things like that, too through our um, Communications Inc., our system that we use. So drip campaigns with social media, get it out there on social media right away and encourage your friends to you know, like it or comment or something like that. Get that thing rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So organic, right? So you're not necessarily paying for ads on top of it. It's, you know, organic reach. And then like you mentioned in today's market for a median home price, you know, you basically whisper about it and it goes for 50K over asking. Yeah, <laughs> but, you got everybody uh, raising their hands. I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> right. So the last uh, 2020 or the last year has been uh, different in real estate. Yeah. But uh, technology wise, just stay on top of the technology. That's what I tell everyone. We had a workshop yesterday. We talked about technology and, and even just sending out letters just letters again and knocking on doors. One of the big things I talked about yesterday, I think I really rang loud on that because so many sellers are getting, I mean, so many owners are getting these messages. Hey, I have someone want to buy your home. So we might be back to that stage where knocking on the doors is the advantage now. Mm. Yeah, I interesting. Think that's coming back around, Jeffrey. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I had an interesting experience on my flight to Scottsdale. There was a, a gentleman next to me had a tailor made hat. So I struck up a conversation about golf. And, you know, he's a homeowner in St. Louis or visiting family in Orange County. And then they were flying over to Phoenix where they have a second home. So I was just chatting him up throughout the flight. Right when we land in Scottsdale, or I guess Sky Harbor in Phoenix, he gets a call. And it's from like a robo dialer, like, hey, you know, do you want to sell your home? Da, 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 da. We have investors looking for this. So he handled it very calmly. He asked his wife, hey, do we want to sell our home? She said, nope. And he said, no, thank you. Right. And went click. After that, he got so angry about all the investors that are coming in and flipping single family homes, ranch style, and then making two mega mansion, two stories in the same lot. And, you know, it's so hard for a normal guy with a good job and a family to just go get a house. And so it's really interesting, like the position that the market's in right now. And I do think that showing up and either getting some kind of exposure you know, digitally with your branding, your face and video or showing up in person are really good ways to warm people up to you as a potential person that can consult them through this journey. I'm a big believer in that. Like, you know, door knocking is powerful because you're there, you're in person with them, right? You can read them. But I think the second best medium to kind of warm someone up prior to them seeing you is video. And, you know, video is so powerful nowadays. So, yeah, I think video is going to be like, I think it rates higher than anything else right now. Yeah. 
video. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I like video. Know. I have a lot of little short videos and things like that. So um, couple that with uh, someone say, hey, I saw you. Oh, yeah, you're John Marine. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to you know lead generation, I know you mentioned that nowadays you're not as active in it, but you do coach it. You know, other than referrals, what's been your number one most profitable lead generation source? Well, other than um, our um, online and referrals and repeat business, I mean, those are the top three right there, right? So, <laughs> other than business. so then other than referrals online has been your most profitable? Yeah, it really is because I don't think a lot of my people, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I'll add this in here. My top producers last year, they did a lot of videos. So I'm going to say video. Those are those three things we mentioned there. Referrals, repeat business, and video, I think is, uh, I think those are the things right there. I don't know if video is going to ever surpass referrals. I mean, referrals and repeat business are your best clients. Videos, you're going to meet a lot of new people, which is good, you know, because we need to meet new people all the time. I don't know. Um, so referral and, and repeat business are the strongest, but videos the people last year that did the most business, they were doing videos four or five times a week. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That And really, that means social, if we kind of zoom out from that, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to appear that you're a sociable person anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, with social media, I think the biggest thing that sets you up for success with that is your focus on conversion, scripts, conversion conversations, because I hear so many brokers that they've, oh, we've never gotten ROI from social media, right? Social media leads are terrible or, you know, whatever it is, whatever their mindset is. But I think that your focus on, you know, having a tech background, understanding that people across the internet are people too. They're just, they need to be talked to differently than a referral who someone said, hey, my brother knows everything about you and he's ready to buy now. Like those are different conversations. Right. And so I really think that your success and your team's success from generating either organic leads from social media or paid leads is from that those conversion scripts. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And I do the videos for branding purposes, period. When I post something on Facebook, um, I, I don't expect to get a buyer or a seller. I don't have that mindset anymore that hey, I'm going to get a buyer or a seller, but I want to keep branding. So when they are ready, they know where to come. And right. you know, branding and marketing can be two different. They are two different things, but they also are they co-mingle as well. So the videos and just branding yourself out there, it's going to make you stronger you know, for the next year. Because when you're branding, you're working on things next year. And when you're marketing, you're trying to get something right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So with branding, I mean, we could talk about this for so long, but you know, my firm offers branding, advertising, and consulting. And you're right, you know, branding intermingles with marketing. I put it like this, when it comes to advertising, there are two kinds. There's brand awareness and direct response. Direct response is, you know, here's a list of homes, right? And, and people f- put in their name, phone number, and email, and that's a buyer lead. <laughs> that's like direct response. But brand awareness is kind of commingle with direct response because when they see that ad, it's you and your page running it on social media. When they click to your website, it's your website. That's another impression, right? And in addition to that, now we can go down the brand story route. If you have like a brand story video and you push that out to the market, feel good. It talks about your why. Now they can trust you, believe you, you can retarget people with that. Mm-hmm. You know, once they are in the funnel and they've kind of raised their hand and said, hey, I want a free home evaluation. 
but yeah. then they maybe didn't show up for the appointment. Well, now you can retarget them with feel good, brand awareness, things of that nature to make them trust you and realize that you're an authority. And that's where that video comes in. So yeah, it's interesting how once you have all the pieces of the puzzle together, now the conversations become just a little bit easier when you're on the phone with them. They have a little bit more built-in trust <coughs> when you're when you do show up and door knock, hey, you're Johnny Marine, right? Yeah. Uh, people recognize. And, you know, it takes a while. Brand awareness is a longer term. Uh, you know, my one of my top clients has been doing, you know, brand awareness on billboards and radio and everything for 25 years. And, you know, finally now he's like this local legend in his area, but like it took a long time. So, um, it's good to have both is the point. You know, you mentioned that you just said, um, then you can have that conversation. And a couple minutes ago, you know, you mentioned scripts a couple of times, you know, you know, because a lot of people feel like they need scripts and, and some people right. do. But when you have the knowledge and you're confident in yourself and your ability and what's going on, you can have a conversation. You don't have to have a script that you're going to go by to, uh, to fill these people out. It's going to be standard. It's just going to be a part of your fabric that you know what to ask next, next and you know the body language and the movements and the, the comebacks they have. You just reply in conversation as you ask the right questions. And, and uh, I'm not bringing it up because so many of the agents ask about you know, scripts. I'm like, hey, get comfortable with yourself. Here's a stack of scripts, but hey, go get comfortable with yourself with business and real estate and things like that. And you won't need a script. You're going to know what the lender needs for that buyer. And you're going to ask that buyer, do you have any, uh, you know, what's your uh, debt to income ratio or whatever, or your credit scores are. You're going to ask the buyer, um, do you have a student loan? Because we know student loans can kill any deal <laughs> yeah, if they're not current. And just get comfortable with yourself. And when you knock on that door, you know, everything just kind of rolls in. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And on that point with scripts, you know, when I did direct sales right out of high school, they kept handing me these scripts to follow. And at first I was very resistant to them. But then once I went out and went, oh, for 13 on my first 13 appointments, it's like, okay, I've experienced enough pain now to see if this other thing works, the script thing, right? And so I then became, you know, followed the script, became like top 1% sales rep in the company. But through that journey, of learning the proper information that I needed and needed to communicate in order to get this process happening, whether it was setting the appointment or then, you know, closing the deal. Mm -hmm. Now, because I had done it thousands of times, I could have a general conversation and know in my head, I know these four points of data, but the fifth one, I still don't know yet. And so it can happen in the, a different order as the conversation goes, you can still check all the boxes. Exactly. So I think that's the value of scripting is like you understand what's needed and how yeah. someone else was successful with it. And once you truly master that, now you can affect your tonality and your inflection and the way that you deliver it and the order even of the information exactly. in the yeah. way that, that makes more sense to you. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. I need you to come and teach the agents for me one afternoon. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Yeah. Um, is there a question that I should have asked you or you know anything that you'd like to expand on from earlier? No, you know, I, I love real estate so much and what I do and what it's been able to, to do for me. We could talk about it for days. So, right. no, uh, we hit a lot of really good points and I've learned some uh, interesting things. I'm always going to learn something. And um, I always tell people, you got to have a story. Yeah, maybe that's one thing I might add in here. If an agent wants to start their own teams and uh, do some different things like that or even be successful in real estate, I'll stop them and ask them, I'll ask What's your story? 
And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know my story. I, I told you about my story, how I decided to go into real estate in December and January. I ordered the classes online. And six days later, I was finished with the class, which they don't allow you to do now. You have to wait 48 hours in between classes. And uh, they were like, how could you do that in six days? I said, you know, that's not the point. Your story. I have a story to tell someone. And I share that story and it helps me connect with people a bit more. So if I want people to follow me or roll with me, they need to know my story. So for any team leader out there or our business owner that want to continue growing and things like things of that sort, make sure you have a story, a real story that you have to, that you can deliver every day. Nailed it. And I'm going to take another minute to expand upon that because it's so important. I mean, we've talked about books, fiction books, and movies in this podcast, getting lost in the script and the story. Branding is storytelling. That is what it is. And so now you can unwrap the mystery of what branding is. Human beings remember things based on stories. And every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. There is typically some kind of hook, some kind of plot with characters in it, and then some kind of resolution. So with that being said, you got to have that story down. And here's what will happen when you do. If you craft it in a way that speaks to your experience and it's honest, but it also then sheds light on maybe your excellence, right? If that's what the story is supposed to reflect. Now, everyone that you talk to, buyers and sellers, will remember it much more and they'll be able to actually tell it to other people with a much higher percentage rather than, hey, I'm X with Y brokerage. How's it going? I can help you buy and sell at home. If you tell them your journey, your story, and you can sum it up concisely, but in a powerful way, work on that. You know, that's part of the work that we do in our branding portion of, of my agency is we help draw out that story that's that's living in it's so there, many yeah. team leaders, right? It's there. We just need to put it down on paper and then put it into a way that could be communicated effectively. So love that last point about storytelling. And Perfect. that's a huge part of what you know I focus on on a daily basis. Yeah, great. Perfect. I think that's the only thing that I would add. And yeah, I'm, I'm good. How can listeners contact you? Well, again, I'm Johnny Marine with Marine Group Realtors in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, my number is 817-266-6629. Again, it's 817-266-6629. And you can go to our website, our career website at marinerealtors.com. M-O-R-I-N-E, realtors.com. And check us out. Look at our FAQs and we're looking to grow, continue growing in the Dallas-Fort area and Houston and in order to uh, San Antonio and uh, in Austin. We have some great plans for um, satellite offices. So just you know, give us a call. Excellent. Thank you so much. Johnny Maureen, really appreciate you being on today. Fantastic episode. And I know my listeners are going to appreciate it. Jeffrey, I'll see you soon. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.